this is Lorsheng. And Gigi. Welcome to Slice Street, a space where we recreate our post-meal conversations with guests, discussing life, dreams, failures, and sharing stories. Yeah, just like we do after sharing a meal with friends in the comfort of our home. So I hope you enjoy listening in to our conversations with our guests. Hey, Slice Root fam. Welcome to episode 15. We have this special episode right in time to celebrate Mother's Day and with our good friend Iris Loquan. We've known Iris as a student, friend, counselor, and in this stage of life, she is a mother of two. Motherhood is a big milestone and change in life, and we get the opportunity to hear Iris's experience entering into motherhood and how she finds personal spaces and her balance through this crazy yet wonderful journey of motherhood. So thanks for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 15. We have a very, very special guest with us. It is Iris Loquan. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Sliced Fruit, Iris. Thank you. Yeah, um, we're really excited to have you. Um, Let me just introduce the audience to those who don't know Iris. Um, We've known Iris, oh gosh. You know what, I think... The real answer is since we were maybe like five or six, Something you know, like when, that, yeah. when we were really young at our old home church, um, we, we met probably crossed paths for just like a couple or a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I remember Iris saying was like, yeah, I, I remember you being just really loud and running around like <laughs> little kids or something, <laughs> probably <Yeah>. being annoying, <laughs> but um yeah, and then we uh, met again in high school when we went to the same church, and Iris mm-hmm. was our youth counselor at the time. Um, you know, you know those days, high school days. Wow, we're, I'm we're like crazy. I'm really trying to think back, but those days existed. <laughs> they definitely did. They definitely I mean, sometimes did. I think we're, we're like our character is kind of similar. Still, still stays the same. A little crazy, just yeah. we hide it well. Yeah. Um, Exactly. Yeah. So we've known Iris for such a long time and seen her through college, high school, college, post-college, and now um, uh, professional and mother. Um, And so we brought her here to talk about motherhood. Welcome, Iris. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Yeah, so maybe you can briefly share with us um, just some background, where you're from, where you grew up, and what you're doing now. Yeah, um, I am the person that either loves or just uh, the boring person that never left the Bay Area. I was born in (laughs) San Jose. I uh, went to school in San Jose. I still live in San Jose, and I (laughs) love San Jose, I guess. It's a good place. I mean, you, you really grew up in Los Altos, right? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> I guess so. the Bay area, the South Bay, I guess. You could say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> now I live in San Jose and um, um, yeah, I think um, I professionally, I am a nurse or I trained as a nurse. Um, and like Gigi said, now I um, mainly spend most of my days uh, professionally taking care of my children. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if you're getting paid my to hardest, do that though. <laughs> yeah. My hardest job yet. 
I wish they were, they had some sort of schooling for motherhood, but they don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe back in the day, they used to have that, like, you know, home. Yeah. Home that that honestly would be it. so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you went to school to be a nurse. Um, and then also it was in the Bay area and you also worked in the Bay area. How long, how long were you, um, a full-time in a nurse? In your uh, job? yeah, man, I'm dating myself, but I think I've been a nurse now for, um, 11 years. I have to, yeah, yeah. I can't believe that just came out of my mouth, but 11 years. <laughs> um, wow. yeah, it's been, it's been a fun ride. Um, I work as an operating room nurse, um, in particular. And so, uh, my job is really just to help patients when they're in the operating room. So I just watch surgeries all day long, which is always exciting. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, blood does not scare me. I love it actually. It's like really interesting to see like organs. I know I sound like really, <laughs> really creepy right now, but it's really cool. <laughs> wow. That was good. Yeah. So growing up, um, it was always you and, um, you know, Margie who were nurses. And I feel like every time I asked you about your work there, it was never a serious answer. It was always <laughs> like, yeah, we just wipe butts all day. Yeah. Just stick you know, shoot people up with, with needles. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what do you actually do? Anyways, that's just my, it's pretty um, much the same thing. <laughs> so, um, and so you became a full-time, you were a full-time nurse. And then also now you work, you spend most of your t- day with your kids. Uh, maybe you can tell um, us or remind us, you know, how old are your kids and how long have you been a mom? Yeah, so I've um, been a mom now for three years. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. Um, one's a baby and one's a toddler. Um, and yeah, how I kind of made that transition was I was working full-time as a nurse and then um, I had my my first child and then I dropped down to part-time and that was working out great. But then my husband um, schedule decided to change and he took on a new job responsibility, mm-hmm. which then got a little crazy. And so I think at that point, I kind of had to make a decision in terms of what we were going to do as a family. And I kind of, it's kind of interesting because I think talking about motherhood and even womanhood, I think mm-hmm. um, when you're a mom and you have kids now, there's like a huge priority in your life and you kind of only have 24 hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, if my husband's like working this much, like somebody's got to pull down the fort at home. And so we had a long, like many month conversation about, you know, how that would look like. And ultimately we decided at this time, it'd be best if I quit my job and just stayed at home with, um, with my daughter, um, who was like two at the time. Hmm. Um, But interestingly enough, I think the week after I quit my job was when COVID shelter in place happened. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like a, because the world is shutting down, but B also like, I am literally a stay at home mom, like in every essence of that word, like I am stuck at home, more Mm -hmm. of a stuck at home mom than anything. And so that was like a very major sharp, like change that just happened abruptly. Um, and that was a very interesting process that I had to kind of work through. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how that process happened. And, um, it was, it was actually way harder than I thought. Mm. Um, I didn't think it would be very hard, but it was really hard. Probably one of the hardest things I think what made it hard was just a huge loss of self-identity at that point. 
Um, like not only did I just like, you know, not lose, but like, I felt like giving up my entire career, um, or like, mm. you know, every day during my week, I spent so much time at work before. Um, now I'm just like sitting at home with like a two-year-old and I'm like, what are we going to do today? Like <laughs> there's like 12 hours till your bedtime. How do I fill the 12 hours? <laughs> you know, like awesome. It's 7am in the morning and you sleep at 7pm. And so literally like it was a struggle. Cause I was like, I have no idea like what to do with myself. I have no idea what to do with this kid of mine, you know, like what, what is going on right now? And then, you know, the world was changing and mm. I couldn't even go out to target, you know, yeah. <laughs> you go is, that your, is that your safe space target? It is. It's my safe space. It's my happy space. <laughs> um, target so, over Walmart yeah. for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it was a huge process of just going through like, you know, who am I, who am I, um, the things that filled up my time, um, you know, what are those priorities? Um, it was a very like interesting, I think I'm still figuring that out, but it was a really interesting, like intense two-year journey that I really had to do a lot of self-reflection. Um, and it really just started with me quitting my job at the time and staying home with my, right. my kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, di- I didn't realize that in terms of timing wise, it was just around like the shelter in place. So that yeah. must've been a, like kind of what you're describing. It must've been such a sharp contrast, like almost like a, a 180. Yeah. Uh, what life, what life was like. Um, that's crazy. And I, I appreciate you kind of sharing about like um, creating space for yourself or even just kind of figuring out like, who am I? What is, uh, how do I fill in the time, especially mm-hmm. when you're stuck at home? Um, I'm just reading the question and I just realized for your first kid, Hannah, she would, you, sh- do you guys share the same birthday? Is this what happened? It, yeah. That- you know what? It's, <laughs> I don't even know. One day I'm just going to ask, you know, God, like, why did you make my child born my birthday again like that's is this like a joke I missed like what is happening (laughs) like literally she was born like you know she was my first one too right like literally like we were we were out of town so the hospital where I was no way was it's like five minutes from my house and we were like two hours away and you know my husband was like Oh, like, let's go away for the weekend and celebrate your last birthday, you know, as like, you know, a not mom, you know, and like, just enjoy our time. And I had just gone on maternity leave and literally we eat dinner that night. And I remember watching Marie Kondo, you know, like an episode. Cause I was like in nesting mode and I was like, I got to clean everything. you know. <laughs> and then, um, like we fell asleep and then, then I'm like, man, like, why do I feel like I have to keep going to the bathroom, you know? And like, you know, you would think like, oh, hey, Iris is in the nursing profession. She would kind of know like (laughs) when her water breaks or something, but no, I had no idea. And then after like, you know, probably like five times, I'm like, okay, first of all, I never have to pee this often. So it's like not right. And so then, you know, like as I slowly put like one and one together, um, and you know, of course my husband's like super sleepy. So I'm like, okay, well, you're of no health either. And so I ended up, of course, Googling it. And I'm like, oh, I think my water broke. And then at that point, I got really disappointed because I was really looking forward to eating croissants the next morning. That like, that's why I booked the hotel because they have these really good croissants. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What time is this? this when, is like, when you're it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. Okay. Oh, in the morning. And, the and this is on your birthday. 
on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so so the, the water breaking was interfering with this planned croissant eating. And then <laughs> exactly. <for> <laughs> I was like, it was like the croissants are ready at 5 30. And I literally was like, Daniel, do you think we can just wait till 5 30? We can grab the croissants and I'll just eat it in the car. And then and he yeah. literally looked at me and he was like, I think it would be a good idea to just start heading back now. <laughs> oh, and I was like, right, heading back to your either hospital to the hospital. Yeah. Hours away. At that point, they were like, ma'am, you should probably start heading in now. And I was like, oh, my croissant. Croissant. Yeah. right. That's so true. I mean, you're two hours away from grabbing your croissants and you're already there, but you yeah. have to start driving back. Okay. I know. Yeah, it was. See, yeah, that's how. I mean, I honestly, I feel like that's really ironic because that illustrates how unprepared I was for mother. <laughs> like, like I was more concerned about my croissants than me, my child. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like it was 3 a.m. I mean, I know you but, had it all planned out. Like this was not your plan. No, you know? yeah. if, no I would, if it was your plan. You wouldn't be there. Right. If it, yeah, for, yeah definitely. I would. Yeah. I, yeah, we had all these plans, you know, the next day, like a nice meal, a massage, and we had to cancel it all. That's, that's really interesting story because the fact that not, not just added on the fact that, you know, Hannah, when your first child uh, was born on this, like on your birthday. So you share the same birthday, but the fact that, you know, like there's also even very, even though it's like small, um, but even like the sacrifice of like, I have to, you know, give birth to my child over getting <laughs> croissant, you know, there's like, I mean, obviously a kid have being having a child uh, you have to share spaces and you have to yeah. like change priorities um and I think um I don't know if you've mentioned it before or something you talked with Gigi but something something that mothers can struggle with is like creating spaces for themselves and mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned before a little bit about like identity too yeah. um so I'm just curious like uh I think Hannah's three already so how has sharing a birthday been like um, and then also, you know, what does it mean to create space for yourself as yeah, well? The, yeah, those are really good questions. Um, I guess I'll start with the birthday question. We've been sharing our birthday now for three years. And uh, recently I have concluded that, you know what, my birthday, like the actual date is, has been with me for 30 years and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like that's enough time. And I can now choose a new date to celebrate my birthday. Mm-hmm. I will forfeit my real birth date. <laughs> And give it to mm. her. I mean, that's called, you know, that's called mother's love right there. Right. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It, yeah. Wow. And so, you know, she can have my date, you know, she can have that date to herself <laughs> and I will just now celebrate on a different date every year. Um, and so that's what I told my husband. I said, you know, also I told him this is probably the most important date of your entire year is to make sure you remember our birthdays. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, um, it's like, it's actually, you know, there's that part of it, but then there's also the part where I think like motherhood really does change your heart. It's like really weird. It's like something that 
I don't know if it's biological, emotional, like the way we've been created, but it just instills this like really deep love that even the day that is meant to celebrate me is like, I'm like, you know what? It's okay. And I think every year it gets more and more precious because, you know, I make her dress up and we match on my birthday. Well, she's going to, she's probably going to riot one day, but until then, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's been fun. I think it's something special now that like, it's, it's our day, you know, and it's going to be our day moving forward. And, you know, like my, my husband's always like, yeah, like from now on, like every year, like, you two can just go out and spend your day together. And then, you know, we'll meet up for dinner. And I was like, yeah, that's precious. Like, I think it'll only get more and more special as we grow. Um, but finding, yeah, finding time to, um, for myself, um, I think is the struggle of all moms. And I've talked to a lot of my mom friends and that is something that I, I didn't realize would be, um, it actually took me a while to realize, like, I think in motherhood, like, why are there like, you're just going through so many changes. And I think, um, I was like, you know, I would hit moments where you're like, I love my kid, but like, at the same time, I feel like it's like, I'm like suffocating because it's like, you're constantly just trying to like entertain or to take care of your child. And there's this weird tension in motherhood where you're like, how do I love my child, but at the same time, also learn to love myself in the midst of this motherhood process. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I've really been trying to learn these past couple of years, because it's, a, I feel like it's a daily tension because motherhood is all about giving up of yourself for your kid. But at the same time, like if you don't love yourself and take care of yourself, that's not, that's not good for you. And it's not good for your kid either. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think credit to like my support system, my husband, my family, my friends, Um, I have like now learned to like create space for myself. So even for example, um, something as small as like, so, you know, now I, I don't work as I must, uh, I only work one day a week. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to send Hannah to preschool. And, you know, at first I had a lot of mom guilt about it. I was like, you know what? I'm not working. Like, why are we paying money to send her to school? But you know what? Like making that decision to send her to school gave me so much like, mental sanity Mm, (laughs) and also, um, helped me give myself time back to do my own thing, you know, Mm -hmm. to like run an errand without her, you know, Mm -hmm. necessarily and not have to do everything with her. And like, I think at first, yeah, I was like, man, like this doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense like at all so much mom guilt. But ever since I did that, I was like, I am just so much happier as a person. And I'm just a better mom too. Like when I pick her up from school, I'm like, I'm happy to see you. I'm actually Mm -hmm. energized to take care of you and spend the rest of the day with you. Um, or just even finding pockets of time to like go to target. Cause that's my happy place, you know, <laughs> or like get coffee with like friends, you know, that doesn't obviously happen as often anymore, but like creating those times for myself or going to get my nails done or something, you know, little things like that to just give me a sense of myself and like what I did, like what I enjoy doing. I think that's super important. Um, it's yeah. hard, but yeah, it's definitely an effort, but it's, it's important, I think. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm curious. Um, I'm kind of taking us back to an earlier topic. And when you went, uh, when you quit your job right in the beginning of the pandemic and became kind of mm-hmm. full-time with Hannah and also the world was changing and realizing those um, you know, I guess the pandemic was like two years yeah. or so. Basically that time was pretty tough for you. 
Um, I, I guess I'm curious because, you know, you were already, you know, you already had Hannah for a while um, before you quit your job. Mm-hmm. What was that period like, you know, were you, was it already difficult in the beginning um, or was there something about leaving a job and then, um, you know, having to spend a lot more time with Hannah? Like what, what was the challenges during that period and the, you know, kind of thoughts that you had? Yeah, I think. I think actually even prior to the pandemic and prior to quitting my job, it was probably already a struggle. I think every parent, every person that probably enters parenthood goes through a huge loss of independence and a huge Mm -hmm. loss of freedom Mm -hmm. because really you can't do everything that you used to do. Um, You just don't have the time or really the energy um, to do what you used to do. And I think that's huge for, you know, people who are active, you know, um, before kids and, you know, who have, you know, you can just do things whenever you want to, because you can. And after you have a kid, you just can't. And that's a big adjustment, at least for myself. It was something that I was like, what just happened? You know, like what happened to my life? And so mm-hmm. I think at least when I went to work um, and like, I still had like coworkers, adults to talk to, you know, I still had like a sense of like, this is my space for myself. And I don't go to work with my husband or my family or my kids. Um, but when I, qu- when I had to let that go, even then it was like, man, like, what do I have that like, is just me, you know, um, and not like, connected to something that's because I'm a mom Mm. yeah and I guess like me has it just been this you know journey for you like you know taking that step of like uh taking Hannah to preschool and creating those spaces for yourself um is that something that you you feel like you've been kind of practicing um more recently uh, yeah definitely um for you know for survival just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's kind yeah, of real. No, truly for survival, but also just um, I've recognized that like that is the balance that is necessary to be healthy, at least for myself. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I've been practicing, and I think now that you know, now that she's three, and like you know, mm-hmm. kids also change developmentally, so she's more independent now. Um, although now we have a second kid, so <laughs> that changes the ball game too. <laughs> But um, yeah, it just allows um, more balance and it also allows for, um, yeah, just, I think I've found better support systems and knowing how to function um, every day. Um, Yeah, well, we've been talking about, you know, um, your last three years and how some some sense like you felt unprepared for motherhood. Yeah. But um, I mean, we grew up with you. We grew up with your family and, and your mm-hmm. parents. And um, we know that you grew up pretty close with your mom. Yeah. You have a good relationship with her. Um, so now that now that you are a mother of two, um, what do you think are some of the things that you've taken away from your mom? And mm-hmm. uh, what are the things that you see are maybe unique or different uh, in contrast to your mom that you've approached motherhood um, now? Yeah, that is such a good question. Um, And this is actually something I've been thinking about and I'm still thinking about because I think there's a, so my mom is like my best friend and she 
um, and I talk about pretty much everything. Um, but it's really interesting because I think when I became a mom, there's like a whole new side of our relationship that kind of like ha- like started forming because now I'm a mom, and you know my mom has to comment on how I become a mom and how I parent my kid too. You know, it's just like a mom thing. You have to. Um, I'm probably gonna do that to my to Hannah one day too. <laughs> So, um, but it's like really interesting because I'm Asian American and my mom is an Asian immigrant. And I think the way that we mother is very reflective of our cultures and our upbringings Mm -hmm. and the things that we value. And I've like, and this is a tension that I think I'm still honestly figuring out because I think as an, um, as like a maybe Eastern mom, like, or immigrant mom, it comes from more like authoritarian. Like when I grew up, it was very like, when my mom says something, I better listen because I know if I don't listen, I'm going to get in huge trouble, you know, or mm-hmm. like the, the little spanking stick is going to come out or like, you know, like, like mom, whatever, like my parents say goes and it's very like top down essentially. Um, but I think it's really interesting. There's like this, um, like very prominent, like podcast uh, person that like all these parents listen to her name is Dr. Becky. She's super popular. Okay. Um, and like, you know, like I, I, I go to her and like, I like read her stuff off from social media. And like, I think today's like, you know, generation values a lot of like empowerment and like empowering your kid, um, you know, listening to their emotions and addressing their emotions, addressing like you know, the way, like helping them understand like how their body feels or how their body is reacting to like the situation and like being attuned with that, which is very different, I think, from, you know, like immigrant culture parenting. And so I think as an Asian American, it's really interesting. There's like a tension and like a blend of cultures that like I'm figuring out, like Mm. I don't belong in one camp or the other. I think there's some things that Dr. Becky like has shared that I'm like, wow, this is great. Like, you know, this definitely, I tried it. I'm like, dude, it's magical. It worked for my kid. And then there's some things where I'm like, uh, I feel like that's too fluffy, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, wait, 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 can you, can you share, yeah, like, what's, what what's, is the magical thing that you tried, and well, what what's, was the thing that was too fluffy? Yes, I want to hear about that. Okay, so, so, for example, like, Hannah went through, like, some sleep regression at one point, and she was, like, you know, she just, like, wouldn't want to sleep, and I'm, like, oh, my goodness, like, parents' worst nightmare, like, end of the day, please go to sleep, right, and so Dr. Becky recommended that, like, like the reason why they can't go to sleep is because they're having like a huge separation anxiety. And like, they're, they're like, you know, like they, they don't want to be away from you. And so you need to address the emotion of like their fear. And so you have to, there's like a mantra. She's like, okay. So you just say like, Hannah is safe. Mommy, daddy are here. And like, my bed is cozy. And you just keep repeating that. Mm. And dude, I tried it one night and she just was fine. And I was Uh. like, because Dr. Becky is a saint, like, <laughs> like you can have all my Dr. money. Becky. I will subscribe to all your podcasts, you know, <laughs> here's all my money. Yeah. Here's all oh, St. Becky. Yeah. St. Becky. Yeah. Pretty much. I was like this, this, this PhD lady is legit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. And then there's some things where it's like, when she's having a tantrum, you just quietly talk to her and be like, it's okay. I know that you're frustrated. Um, so let's sit down and, um, let, let me put you in a safe space and you can cool down and then we, I will come back. And I like tried that. And then Hannah just accelerates and is like screaming. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, like, no, like, 
I know you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. And then like, you need to like, stop, you know, like, and so like, there's like, you know, like there's these things that maybe I've just not mastered the technique. I don't know what it is. Got it. Yeah. um, It's just, it's very different. It's more like collaborative and it's more like trying to understand your child's emotions versus like, Hey, if you don't stop, I'm going to spank you, you know, (laughs) which is what I, I think I was used to growing up, you know, like the Um, threats, a lot of, yeah, a lot of threats. Yeah. (laughs) And she's very anti-threatening. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I'm honestly figuring it out. You know, I have a toddler and she likes to, you know, be independent. And so I'm figuring out what's the middle ground with all this parenting and discipline. And it's a, it's a constant tension that I'm figuring out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I want to tag on that. Sorry, Lushing. Um, I I'm curious if you have any examples of like things that you are surprised like wow this is exactly what my mom did um or or things that you intentionally was like I'm not going to do that um you know what you know the way that your mother approaches you know approached motherhood you were intentional about like not trying to do or something yeah um yeah no I mean it's funny I think the overall sentiment is like sometimes when I talk when I'm talking to Hannah I'm like I literally sound like my mother like <laughs> like, word like, word. like it's as if she was like talking to me and I think it comes out the most when I'm disciplining mm. it's like That's the way great. that my mom talked to me or like the way that she was like upset at me I like do the same or I say the same to Hannah mm. and like like the style and the tonation and sometimes like I like in the middle of it I'm like I catch myself and I'm like what is happening right now? Like, who am I? I am my mother's daughter. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, for better, or for worse, you know, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, whether or not those are, that works for Hannah, you know, mm. how she, she mothered me. I'm a different person than Hannah, although we're fairly similar, mm. <laughs> but she's still different. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's work, what works for her. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, man. I, I really appreciate you being really honest. I think, um, about this last three years and yeah. even just like kind of sharing your reflections because you and your mom are, you, you said our best friends, but even mm-hmm. just kind of recognizing the differences and being okay with that mm-hmm. and kind of being okay with all the different mm, lessons that will be learned in the, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the coming years. Um, and, and as we were talking, I just, I just had a question or I just had a realization that, you know, you're this podcast. I mean, unless this gets taken down or Spotify or Apple's podcast suddenly, <laughs> suddenly shuts down and deletes, wipes off all the data that I just realized that your kids could listen to this when oh. they are older. And I was just, I mean, I'm curious. So this is the question. I mean, um, if your kids were to listen to this in the next 10 years or so, mm. uh, what would you want them to know or learn about their mom in, in this period of time when they were probably toddlers? Um, please learn how to sleep well. Um, <laughs> please learn to... <laughs> or the, 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 the question, what, what do you want them to kind of take away or understand about who uh, you are or who, who what where their mom was um, yeah um that's such a good question I think what I would want them there's probably many things but I think what comes to my mind right now is um that ultimately I think everything that I at least am trying to do is is out of love whether that comes off as loving or not may 
or may not be translated like that. And I think every parent's worst fear is that, is that like, you know, that my kid doesn't, you know, whatever I do intentionally or unintentionally doesn't come off as loving to them. But I think every parent at the end of the day, like they, they truly love their kid and whatever they do, they feel like they're doing it out of love. And so I just hope that in like 10 years, I for sure will make mistakes in, in the way that I mother my children. I already have made many <laughs> mistakes and I'm always like, oh goodness. I, I just wonder how deep the scar will go. I think every parent is just figuring it out. Everybody is just hoping to do the best, hoping to love their kid the best way that they can. And hopefully in 10 years, they'll know that they are super loved. Um, and if not, hopefully they'll know that that was my intention and that I really do love them at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah. It is, it is they, good. they would be um, 13 and... Uh, <laughs> Or they're teenagers now. So you know, oh yeah, so. <laughs> well, they're already. My daughter's already a three-nager, but we'll see. Thirteen is going to be wow. interesting too. It's gonna be years. <laughs> yeah. Did did uh? This is a little tangent. Um, Arisa, do you ever did you ever watch um a new movie that's out? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Ooh, no. What is that about? It is. It stars Michelle Yeoh, the mom oh, from yes, Crazy Rotations, and it's it's a lot. I don't think I can explain the plot. But okay. they're they do they they do the scene where um it's like a familiar scene for all of us children of immigrants where the mom uh says like are you eating you know you're you're gaining weight or you need to do this and and they do they reprise that scene um mm. at the end and at first the daughter takes it really like in offense like oh my gosh like why are you nitpicking on these little things yeah. But then there's like this moment, really subtle, but Michelle Yeoh is is about to say that. She catches herself like, oh, my daughter's going to be turned off. Mm. But then she actually has this moment of resolve. And then she goes back into the car and says like, you know what? I really care about you. I want you to make sure you're eating. You shouldn't eat this. And you should like, and I thought that was a really cool way of actually Michelle Yeoh and this Asian immigrant mom owning up to the way that she loves her daughter and she realizes it's not like perfect yeah you know she realized because there's that moment she's like oh man my daughter's gonna be really offended but then yeah. at the same time she's realizing man, man this is how I show my love to my daughter yeah. and I really care about her health and everything and so I don't sorry that was a long tangent divergent but I guess it just reminded me of like what you're sharing about like hey my mom mothered me this way and I'm mothering Hannah this way and we're all very different people but in some mm-hmm. sense we're all expressing um a mother's heart and mother's love to the child and what the child needs and so yeah yeah go, go full force go full force in love I guess yeah that's that's what I hope to do um, <laughs> in, in the best way I can um yeah I mean just like on a more lighter note like you know expressing love is just like I, something that I realized the difference between my mom my mom's really good at cooking and so like she made you know she, every meal she would like home cook for us as kids and now I'm like dude my love looks like just having food for my kids <laughs> like <laughs> Dude, and so, you know, that's yes. takeout, that's takeout. If that's a home-cooked meal, that's a lot of love, you know? <laughs> but 
you also have that as a gift like you're really good with knowing where to go for food like you the know I'm, I'm 100 sure yeah like the croissants like i'm 100 <laughs> sure hannah and zach are growing up with amazing food you know oh man thank you um yeah it's called survival you know <laughs> so i guess have you have you been able to try those croissants um i have actually and it wasn't until recently that i like made Daniel take me back and like relive like what I missed out like I was like you know what I I still need to to get what I missed out oh my gosh what if that was a tradition you know like you you and Hannah go back there and and eat the croissants I couldn't on your birthday that's like a really good idea actually like these are the croissants I missed out because you decided to show up into the world So now we're going to go every single time, you know, to make up for it. Because your mom didn't know if her water broke. Yeah. (laughs) She had to Google it. (laughs) Wait, she had to Google it, even though her husband's also a doctor. (laughs) I mean, you know, at 3 a.m., I was like, you know, babe, like, what is this? Does this mean my water broke? And he was like, um, I don't know. I'm like, you know what? I can't even rely on you. Google is reliable. (laughs) Google is going to help me right now. (laughs) And it did, you know. And it did. Yeah. It yeah, exactly. It did. Uh, I mean, my friend, my friend in residency says, says she spends most of her time Googling anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. The the Google is a, you know, it's a number one recommendation. <laughs> So we're, uh, thank you so much, Iris, for sharing just your stories. And I'm sure there's millions of more, um, you know, to share and even, you know, in the future, but um, yeah, super thankful for you to uh, come on, on mm-hmm. this interview and share about what motherhood has been like for you. Um, I also got the chance to ask a few people who are, you know, considering having kids and some of their questions as they maybe approach motherhood soon um, and they're not yet mothers. Um, so I, they're, they're kind of a mix. Some are serious, some are not. Um, a lot of serious, obviously, because <laughs> it's a serious thing. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking maybe we can do sort of like a rapid fire round. Um, okay. So you don't have to answer in these elaborate or really uh, uh, deep way, but just like however you want to answer. Okay. So we have about six questions and I guess I'll just, I'll just go for it. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah, like five to 10 seconds should, should do. Um, okay. So rapid fire questions from women who are considering having kids one. So name top three tips on breastfeeding. Um, get a good pump. Don't use a lactation consultant <laughs> and um, pray to the Lord at work. <laughs> heard it here. You heard it here. All right. No, okay. Second question. What was the most scary thing about giving birth? Um, imagining something is coming out of you. 
Three things you miss about not having kids. Going out past like seven o'clock freely. Okay. Um, traveling quickly anywhere. Yeah. The grocery store, getting in and out of the car, whatever. Um, and sleeping in or just sleeping past uh, like seven or 6.30. <laughs> It's 7 p.m. Yeah. So three things you love about having kids. Um, seeing how they change so quickly and develop. Um, feeling their little hands on your face. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's really cute. And um, listening to their their funny like kids talk, especially. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> what are you saying? (laughs) Um, something new you've learned about yourself while being a mother. Um, I am not as patient as I thought I was. (laughs) Good. Uh, three tips on improving communication between spouses. Um, probably spending intentional time together. Oh, recently I have gone these communication cards to get these communication cards. They're like love. I forgot the name of it, but I got to find it for you guys, but they're great. Um, conversation cards and, um, Uh and having, I don't know, like having fun together. I feel like that promotes good conversation and communication. Okay. And last one, I, it's just a little more serious one, but, um, I had a couple of people um, ask about this, but have you, did you experience postpartum depression? I did not officially have it, mm-hmm. um, but I think I had a, a big like loss of self. And I think mm-hmm. that in itself was a fairly like mentally low point for myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never had postpartum. I was never diagnosed with postpartum depression. Um, what um, are some tips that you advice that you would give. And I don't know, maybe you don't have any, but, um, just curious. Yeah. Um, I think that prior to having a baby, if you can surround yourself with like a, like even a couple people or even one person that has been there or is a good support system, I think that's, that's really helpful because I think parenthood is one of those things where it's like, it's an experience. And so if that person has, somebody else has had that experience, you saying things might sound crazy to other people who haven't had that experience, but if you tell it to somebody who's been through it, it doesn't sound crazy. And you just feel so hurt, even if it's something mm-hmm. really minor, like yeah. breastfeeding or something, actually that's not minor. It's so major, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, have a good support system. And it's okay. It's okay to not feel super in love with your kid, even, you know, in the beginning or be really like, you know, like, man, I don't think I really enjoy motherhood right off the bat. I think those feelings are completely normal. It's a lot. It's overwhelming and it's okay to have negative feelings. Um, mm. yeah, yeah. It's, it's not all rosy. No, <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. That's good. Well, I guess we'll transition from the rapid fire round into our post-interview trivia. So this can definitely not be mom related. Um, okay. So we ask everyone, <laughs> all our guests to kind of help us live 
more fuller lives okay. <laughs> and by by people's recommendations so first question is what's something you recommend and what's something you don't recommend and actually if it's it i would say maybe non-mom related since you've been talking about mom stuff mom <laughs> things all yeah um okay well i feel like this is sort of mom related i can't just you it's know. all good um but something i recommend is I don't know why this just came to the top of my mind, but everyone needs a Costco membership. Oh, <laughs> I everyone highly recommend though, Costco. Everyone though, even if you're, you know, a single so, person. Like me, I don't have a Costco card. Okay, that's fine. But okay. you, you should still shop at Costco because I mean, like if you really like this one snack, they have like the biggest bags there. <laughs> like it's cheap, you know? So like- it's worth it. You know, you can just buy a Costco gift card and like, they just, I feel like Costco has really upped their game lately. Oh, like year or two, they just mm. have, and it's maybe also just as an Asian American, they have all these like good Asian things now too. Like sure. they're, they're getting really with it, you know? Um, <laughs> have you guys had these like matcha mochi red bean ice cream things from Costco? Have you seen those? No, they're, like these Japanese matcha ice cream. It's so legit. I was like, matcha red bean mochi mochi yeah and they're like these like little containers like like just like what you would get like matcha ice cream but you would pay like seven bucks out you know whatever nice hipster store there is out there but you can get them at costco now for like way cheaper oh yeah Yeah. they've been having a lot of like really good asian snacks yeah man actually no that's a good idea because i because you can get a gift card you oh, can. that's how yeah. I can get in <gasps> yeah that's how you can you don't need necessarily a, a Costco membership okay. oh you just ask someone with a membership to get you a gift card yeah and then you can oh. go in mm-hmm. oh smart I I never actually heard of that wow that's that's a really good one are, are you the type of uh, Costco member who go who waits in line for 45 minutes for the gas oh you know what that is no I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm maybe because you know I'm a mom now I'm like uh I'm all about like the curbside pickups these days and like uh it's okay like if that if it saves me like 20 minutes or 45 minutes I will rather pay a little bit more of a premium got it yeah I mean our family's obviously been with Costco forever but my dad is a like he's such a hater on the people who like line up on the the gas he's like look at these people they're ridiculous yeah I know I I think I stand with your dad on that one There's two camps, guys. There's two types of people in this yeah, world. There's two camps. It's a controversial topic. <laughs> the con- yeah. I sparked some controversy. I lost some followers, you know, today. Um, <laughs> um, all right. So uh, something that you do not recommend. Man, something I don't recommend. Um, you know, I don't recommend that, uh, you know, recently McDonald's has that Sichuan sauce. Yes. I don't recommend it. It's not that good. You are not the first person that has told me this. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've heard about I've, it. Yeah. Like, okay. that just doesn't sound it? trustworthy. What? It just doesn't sound trustworthy. I didn't, never even heard of it, you know. But Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's it's not even like, you know, Sichuan's like spicy, right? Like, yeah. it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's 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 not. <laughs> so Let I'm me like, guess. Is it like sweet and sour? Kind of. Yeah, it's like this. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just could, not that good. Could you imagine if they actually did a true citron sauce? Like it was actually like mala. Wouldn't that be yeah. kind of crazy? Like your chicken nuggets and there's like a mala <laughs> sauce. Is it, is it for chicken nuggets or is it for fries? Or... Um, I think it's for the chicken nuggets. 
Okay. Um, I'm sure people can dip it in, you know, whatever, but I think it's one of those like chicken nugget sauces. Oh, I yeah. Know. I can't, I can't even see that working. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just, it didn't work. I would not recommend it. Okay. Iris. <laughs> I didn't know you like McDonald's. That's cool. Yeah, you know, chicken nuggets for the win. I love chicken nuggets. It's just one of those things that if you had them as a kid, it just follows yeah. you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. I know they're getting on the the McDonald's app. Like there's a lot of like those like points things. Yeah. 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 I mean, not to link it to motherhood or anything, but I literally downloaded that app when I was pregnant. I was like, French fries are my jam right, right now. And, yeah. And they do a lot of like the curbside stuff. They know, do. As well. well thank you so much iris for um being on here we're so excited to have you here and um and even just catch up it's been a while um so yeah thanks so much no problem thank you guys so much for having me it was really fun it's always fun talking to the shoe sisters (laughs) (laughs) it's always a good time and a lot of laughs yeah exactly Now it's time for Eating Sliced Fruits with Lorshing and Gigi, the part of the show where Lorshing and Gigi eat sliced fruits. So today we have avocados for our fruit. Yep. Which is probably the first, like, uh, what would you call avocado savory? Um, I guess you can, but why? Because I put salt on them. Actually, no, you can put salt on fruits, actually. Sweet yeah. fruits. Anyhow, um, these huh. are, this is Delicious. avocado from my backyard. This is Gigi's first time trying avocados from my backyard. That's not true. Is it? Well, they used to be really bad. Hey, they used to be tiny, but well, we have really good avocados. But then what happened? I think it's like every... Maybe like, I remember you just had one. I still remember that picture where you were like, wow, look at this little... <laughs> Tiny avocado. So what happened? At least from our tree, I feel like it's every other year kind of thing. Okay. So the first year we moved in, nothing. It was like tiny, tiny avocados. Then the second year, which was 2020 pandemic. Oh my gosh, there's so many avocados. Mm-hmm. 2021 was a lull year. Like we didn't have that much. Mm, but you still had some. We had, no, actually we didn't have that much. Well, Lurching, you're saying this year you have about 500 yeah. at a given time on your tree no 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 two years ago and then 2021 they trimmed the tree down oh so that we didn't have anything oh and then 2022 it's like back again wow so i think it's an every other year thing right biannual um but yeah i mean this is like we're just eating it with some salt and a squeeze a little bit of lemon on top oh you did mm-hmm. nice it's so good it's so good mm. i love avocado yeah, I mean, I sliced mm. it too, but we kind of just. I like it. I like it sliced. I like it sliced. It's easy to put on sandwiches yeah. and stuff. You know what? Yeah. Oh, mm. so good. So good. <laughs> Please bring more. Okay. Yeah, I know you're. That's why I brought it. Mm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. It's good, isn't it? It's so good. I like want more. Wow. I'm I have made avocado organic for lunch. avocado. <laughs> um, yeah. Sometimes I'll eat this like with um. Like, you know, some avocado and sprinkle some salt on it. Yeah. And if I like 
some <sighs> chips or just dip it. You know, oh, so spread. delicious. Mm. Did you consider avocado in your fruit list? Mm-hmm. You did? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I was impressed by your fruit list. Mm-hmm. Where is it? It's pretty high. It's definitely like top 15. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't have no idea. I didn't, I didn't consider avocado in my list. Mm. Maybe it's like, what's, I don't like eat avocados alone though. Sometimes I do. Yeah. I mean, on toast, it's pretty by itself. Yeah. I don't know. But not very often. Maybe. You eat it alone. Yeah, I would say mine's a top 15, but I don't, I don't know where I would put it. No. Okay. Um, well, today, our topic for our like arts and entertainment kind of segment is um, Asian American music. May is also. Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, which is kind of a mouthful, actually. <laughs> I think it's like A-A-P-I-H-M. That's the acronym. A-A-P-I-H-M. Yeah. What's H-M? Heritage Month. Oh, so that's oh, what okay. they call it. Heritage right, 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 right. Month. What is interesting? Heritage. Anyways. Hmm. Um, and we decided to talk about Asian American Pacific Islander music. Mm-hmm. Um... And we this is a conversation we've had before actually, but um, about mm, which are the rising artists in terms of what does it mean to what's categorizes an Asian American artist or are they just an artist? Is it um, how do they reflect being Asian American? I'm sure as an artist, it's like why do I have to reflect being Asian American? But that's another topic. Um, but Gigi, <laughs> what's what's um, some particular artists or music that you've been enjoying that reflect Asian American Pacific Islander heritage. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I actually went on this journey, quote-unquote journey, or challenge really for myself to search for more AAPI, particularly female artists. Okay. So I have this playlist on my Spotify, and it really opened my eyes to all the different type of artists out there, mm-hmm. uh, and just music out there totally. um, in the American context and in AAPI um, artistry. So, I mean, there's so many, but I think one of them that we both enjoy, I've really enjoyed, yeah, is Audrey Nuna. Um, yeah. I think she's somewhere in the East Coast, from the East Coast, from Jersey, Jersey, something like yeah. that. Um, super cool. I love her aesthetics too. And, you know, part of being an artist, I've realized is so much about your brand too. Mm-hmm. And I love her origin. It's like, I don't know, you can argue what is originality, but I, I, I find her quite original. Um, her music t- has a very Gen Z sound. It's very Gen, <laughs> Gen Z. Z. <laughs> but she's, um, she's quite a badass, you know? Yeah. Uh, she's super, I, I mean, I just really enjoy her music. Yeah. Bottom line. I, um, I don't know much about rapping, but her rap styles are it's different. Yeah. Different from what I'm used to. Yeah. What's uh, the song that we like oh, that we first started? Oh my gosh. Um, how, do I, how am I forgetting, Gigi? I know. It's like a one word thing. You know, they oh always have gosh. the one word ca- Wait, all caps. Wait, this is really... I like play it all no, the time. No, no. I mean, let's try to think of it. So... This is bad. Why am I... Oh, damn, damn right. right. Damn right. <laughs> It's, so yeah, um, so Audrey Nuna is Audrey one. Audrey Nuna, check out Damn Right. Um, you don't even have to. I just listen to the song. It's like a, it's a, quite a bam, banger. Yeah. Um, actually, just as you were talking, um, I'm reminded of 
So my origins of music, not origins of music, but I've always loved folk and, uh, you know, uh, acoustic singer songwriter. And I was just reminded as I was just breaking up about like Asian American music, also females, is this uh, girl I found on the radio, um, and her name is uh, her name is um, oh I can't is it, she goes by Haley Hendricks. Oh yeah. yeah oh, yeah. do you know? Yeah, she showed me her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hendricks with like an X or something like that, and she's Filipino American mm-hmm. uh, from like Oregon or something, and she's she's interesting. She's got this uh, song called Um Shalala. Um, that is like just really weird and at first you hear it, it's like wow what is this about is it about like life and then I remember reading this interview she's like yeah it was just like a whatever like uh, I, I, I made a song I challenged myself to write like a very silly song and then it blew up anyways anyways <laughs> Haley Hendrix if you're into like folk and a little indie indie vibe um, I, I, I really like her right yeah um and we have to mention also some of the cool things about going through the process of, um, you know, getting to know more Asian American art um, that we can relate to mm-hmm. is when we created these playlists. And obviously yeah. you've been creating a lot of Spotify playlists um, and someone, I forgot how, but someone reached out to you over Instagram. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Should I tell the story? Sure. Okay, so, yeah, so I have a um, Spotify playlist uh, that is particularly focused on um, Asian Americans that are making worship music, and I've been, I've had that since maybe 2016, 2015, I don't remember, and just slowly adding it. It's like, it's slow, but I added, um, I posted it uh, one year, like, hey, this is the playlist, happy Asian, okay, it's such a long acronym. Anyways. Um, and one of my friends on Instagram says, Hey, you should add this person, um, mm. uh, in your playlist. So they're okay. And they're like, Oh, wow. It's really cool. Like really, um, you know, songs about Jesus and songs for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then the artist herself reached out. It's like, Oh, Hey, thanks for the ad. I actually mm. have a new single. Oh. Do you mind adding that too? And mm. that's the single we know. Mm. Um, and it's a beautiful song. I remember hearing it mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, we're talking about Asian American artists, which, you know, that it's hard to sometimes f- figure out like, what about their music or sound that makes it particularly Asian American? Maybe it's just the fact that they are just Asian American. But when you hear the song, God who sees us, um, it's it's a song for the church there's a choir you know but there's also like elements of the lyrics and the composition that is very distinctly something from the Asian American community the feelings of man does God see me individually um, and then there's like you know Chinese instruments um, and part of the song so that was really cool and then mm-hmm. you know ended up meeting her in person and hearing her explain more so that was cool yeah, so super cool. Got to actually meet in person because um, she was in the East Coast and then she had moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys met at a coffee shop. Oh, near and then you the, we were there. Yeah, so it, I, ju- I just so <laughs> happened to be there. Uh, be in town. <laughs> be yeah, in yeah, town yeah. when they were going to meet up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to, I was really excited because for me, when I listened to a lot of Lorshing's music, there was maybe like a handful, like, um, 
five songs particularly that really stood out and yeah. this was definitely one of them and um it really touched on a lot of the at least my own trying to process and experience you know basically like a song able to express something that you aren't able to express yourself mm-hmm. um and so beginning to hear about um her background and just why she even wrote that song mm-hmm. um in the context of the atlanta shootings right. um uh that happened and it was her response to be like how um how do I respond to not feeling seen, mm-hmm. not feeling heard mm-hmm. as an Asian American woman, yeah. you know, That's good. Um, not feeling valued. And so really beautiful um, uh, moments like that when we discover music. And yeah, so um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll post um, our links to our playlist I mean, it's pretty easy. we should probably do it <laughs> actually but yeah we'll, we'll post our um Gigi has one that is like Asian American females and I have one that's like Asian American worship, worship right um actually Gloria has one that's Asian American female worship <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll link right that too Gloria Fan Chang that was the artist oh we yeah that was the artist we're talking about and then if you go to her Spotify she has like a playlist on females Asian American worship yeah <laughs> so um but if honestly, like if you have, um, I I love new finds. Sure. So please like recommend us ones. Put it in the yeah. Put it in the DM. Put, slide in our DMs. Write in the comments. Yeah. Uh, love to to, to to hear more. Hey, if you've gotten this far, thanks so much for listening in. Every conversation we have here on Sliced Fruit is so life-giving to us. I even find myself referencing quotes from our conversations pretty often. And if you've also been inspired or found something thought-provoking, feel free to let us know. We absolutely love hearing from you guys. So leave a comment, send a DM or email or snail mail. Well, you get the picture. We love hearing your feedback. So until the next episode, see you guys.